Hello from Austin and welcome to the Strategic Conversations podcast, where we ask, how do we reach higher in higher education? Here at the University of Texas, we say what starts here changes the world, but changes in the world in turn raise important questions about the future of higher education and about the special role that UT plays as an engine for innovation and opportunity. Here on the Strategic Conversations podcast, Richard, Lauren, and I will be exploring those questions and the way we're grappling with them in UT's strategic planning process. Uh, Richard and Lauren, we should probably introduce ourselves a little bit further. I'm Bobby Chesney, the James Baker Chair at the University of Texas School of Law and part of the university's strategic planning team. And I'm Dr. Richard Flores. I am the C.B. Smith Chair in U.S.-Mexico Relations in the College of Liberal Arts. I'm Dr. Lauren Ansel Myers. I round out the team. I'm the Cooley Professor in the Departments of Integrative Biology, Statistics, and Data Science, which are both in College of Natural Sciences, as well as the Department of Population Health in Dell Medical School. And I guess that brings us to what we're doing on a podcast. I, I don't know about you guys. I kind of can't believe we're doing this. This is pretty funny. Here we are podcasting, and the point of the Strategic Conversations podcast is to try to make it easier for those who are interested to understand why UT is doing this what it is we're doing, what's happened so far, what's still to come, how can they get involved, how can you get your ideas in there. And over the course of however many episodes this ends up being, we're going to do just that. And every time we're going to do it with the help of some special guests. Now, today's inaugural episode, we're going to talk about why UT is doing this. Why is this the right moment? And what exactly is the process? And to answer that question, we're joined by none other than the president of the University of Texas at Austin, Dr. Jay Hartzell. Jay, thank you for joining us. Thanks a lot, Bobby and uh, Lauren Richard. Thanks for having me on. We're excited to be talking to you today about this. And we've got some questions for you. We have you in the hot seat, Jay. Lauren, why don't you kick us off with the, the grilling of the president? Sure. Well, Jay, thanks so much for joining us and and really for spearheading this, you know, once in a generation opportunity for the university. So I think a question that's on a lot of people's minds is, why are we doing this now, right? We're, we're in a, a transitional time. We're in the middle of a pandemic. There's a lot going on in Austin and Texas. Uh, so why have you selected this moment to launch this great initiative? Thanks, Lauren. I, I appreciate being in the hot seat today, and it's nice not to have a video component, so nobody can see the uh, the sweat beads on my forehead. Um, but I, I can uh, hopefully at least sound on audio okay. Um, now, I think, Lauren, actually your question, the way you uh, articulated it, is part of the answer why. You talked about this post-pandemic world and, and all the shakeup that we're feeling there the changes in what we're seeing around our, our, our landscape, the way technology is changing the way we live, how are we interacting with each other, communication styles are changing, all those sorts of things. And then you've got what we're experiencing in the region and in Austin, and just the tremendous growth of people moving here, whether those are companies or nonprofits or, or people. And so all that, I think, is something that really opens up a whole new set of opportunities for us. And I think it's important for the university to be thinking about how do we really take advantage of it? And you know, the three of you have heard me say it, but I really think the campus and the university, we're at a moment, a moment in time that's pretty special. And so you know, my fear is that we're not aggressive, we don't really try. And so I think this process in many ways is to just get the very best ideas on the table from a bunch of really smart people around the campus, the faculty, staff, and students, and, and alumni. How do we get these great ideas to come out and take advantage of this opportunity that we that we have in front of us today. So you're in, you're in conversation with other higher ed leaders all the time. Everyone else is 
surely perceiving these same trends. Um, do you feel like when you're interacting with your peers at other institutions that this topic of how do we do this big picture planning is something that everyone else is also thinking about? Is there anything distinctive about us? Is there something distinctive about Texas, about Austin, about UT, how we're going about this as compared to all the rest? Yeah, it's a good question, Bobby. My impression from what I've seen from other universities, their plans and their processes, a few things I think uh, distinguish where we're going. So as you said, many universities are, are thinking every so often about what is our vision for the future, our strategic plan, how are we going to try to get there? The parts that I think are interesting for us in particular, one is this moment that Texas and Austin are in. And you know, all of us uh, came here for various reasons, but my guess is part of that list of why we came here was the chance to be in Texas, the chance to be in Austin. It's a great place to live. But the kinds of things that are out of outside of our front porch are much different now than they were when, when we all got here. And so, um, you know, that part of what we do as a university, I think, is really important. Um, and I can imagine if you were, um, I won't pick anybody on, on the record uh, since it's being recorded, uh, but you can imagine being in a college town in the Midwest. And my guess is they're not all sitting around thinking about, uh, well, the reason that everybody came here is to be in the middle of this cornfield. Um, we are in a different spot. And so how do we really take advantage of that and, and, and where we are? Uh, so I think that component of place about Austin and Texas is something different. I also think just the sheer scale and breadth and depth of our university is also different. And not, you know, many universities are known for a few things. We're really good at a lot of things. And so that uh, is a wonderful opportunity, uh, place to be, but it also is a different challenge. So how do we uh, get people uh, kind of rowing in the same direction when the talent that we have is so spread out across campus in, in many pockets of excellence? Um, so I think that's, that's another reason why our approach is a little bit different. The third thing I would say, and this really comes to a word that we've been talking about, is this question about having an impact. And UT has this really great combination of excellence at scale, talent at scale, diversity at scale. So all these things that we bring together are, are done in a big way. And so we can have a different impact on the world around us than other universities can. So I think what we end up with uh, should be, and I, I think will be distinctive. Thanks for that. Uh, Richard, uh, you got the next question. So Jay, the label strategic planning means all sorts of things to different people. And not all of them are good. What does strategic planning mean to you? But more importantly, what are you hoping it will mean to the university? Yeah, yeah thanks. Thanks, Richard. We'll see if this, this comment survives. But it feels like the question is, why are you doing this? And promise me it won't suck. <laughs> um, so, no, I think... You know, I honestly, when I became dean of the business school at the time, I was a little bit skeptical of an idea of a plan. And I came over time to see the value of it. And part of it is because the, the ideas don't all reside in the in the, the leadership teams or the senior people, senior positions. The ideas are out spread out across campuses and the schools and the colleges and the units. Um, and so part of this effort, I think, is important is just to get those ideas from all of our great people um, out onto the table. So I think that that is part of the why. I also think that part of the why is, to me, can be used as communication device. How, what are we trying to aspire to be as a university? And it can be things like, you know, we've, the, the word I mentioned before, we want to have a great impact. And that, that word, that way of thinking about things is something that I think can fit 
within the colleges and schools and the departments, uh, the units that, that run things. Um, and so people can hopefully see themselves in what we come up with. And they can understand that there's something in that language, I hope really for, for virtually everybody on campus. So if done well, I think it's a roadmap. It gives a, a people an insight into where we're heading and why we're making certain decisions can give them insights into how they might approach a decision, uh, but it also is this kind of crowdsourcing of really great ideas from a bunch of talented people. So Jay, we've been talking up to this point about why we should be doing this, why this is the right time, and, we, and this has been a compelling case for that. But then the question is, all right, so what is the it? What is this thing that we're calling strategic planning? You've orchestrated what looks to me like this three-phase model where we've we've completed the first phase, now we're on to the second. Can you explain how this all works and why we're doing it the particular way we are? Yeah, sure. So as you mentioned, the, the, the first phase, uh, we've been calling the strategic direction. And it's really where are we aiming and what are the main kind of levers or aspects of our path to get there. And the part that came out of that process is this focus on can we be the world's leading high-impact public research university? So that call that the aspiration. And then how are we going to get there? It's, it's a, a focus on our people, on taking advantage of our place. That's that Austin, Texas thing I've, I was talking about. And also pursuing the right things. How do we have great experiences for, for people on campus or part of the university? How do we teach really well and do great research? So that's kind of the first phase. And there's, there's some more structure under that, but at a high level, that's what, what's there. The next part, which the three of you have been just doing yeoman's work uh, to get us there, is what are the big ideas that people have in this first wave of ideas that we want to put on the table and really get underway? And there's, it's not this simple, but you can imagine kind of two buckets, the, the really big aspirational um, things we think um, are, we can do. And then also, what are some things we can do that are, are, are really good ideas that can kind of put a win on the board? So show some progress, get people excited where they're seeing some good things happen. Back to back to Richard's question about is this sort of another vacuous exercise? So I think it's important for us to get some some things that that, that matter uh, fairly quickly and not just work on all the really hard multi-year things. The the third phase um, once we have that first wave of ideas, the third wave to me is many ways measuring how that first wave is doing. Um, are, are, is it working or not? Are we making progress in the ways we want to? But then also other ideas are going to emerge. The world's going to change. We'll have new people. People will have different ideas. And so I think it's important culturally that people understand that there's not just a, if you didn't get your idea in the first bundle of things we're trying, then it's, you missed your chance. So I think getting the campus used to this idea that ideas emerge and we pursue them and then some work and some don't, and that's okay. I think that's an important uh, thing. And then the last thing I'll say about that is getting this framework up and out there, I also hope and believe will get help the colleges and schools, uh, many of whom have plans, have existing strategies, but they'll be able to sort of map what they're doing at the college and school level into this overall campus structure and hopefully use common language around how are we going to make a high impact? How are we doing this with our people, taking advantage of our place and by pursuing the right things? Yeah, I think part of the stigma attached to strategic planning is that people think about it as how are we going to cut costs? How are we going to kind of make things leaner? And my experience in partnering with you and the leadership at UT throughout this is that 
this has really felt much more like a visioning than a tightening process and really thinking boldly about where we are today and where we could potentially go with smart investments and synergies across campus. Does that view resonate with you? Oh, yeah, very much. I, I like the way you framed it, Lauren. I think it's back to what I mentioned at the beginning. I do think we're at this incredible opportunity and we're not doing this out of a sense of duress or we're scared of anything. It's instead this moment where we really can seize something special. And I think that requires us to be thoughtful about what the opportunity really looks like and how we make the most of it. And the other part of the effort that we haven't talked too much about, but there is some work around how do we run the university better? And so we're, for example, delving into our people and how we bring in talent and how we retain talent, develop talent. Our information technology is more and more important and it's so disaggregated. It has some really great pockets of excellence, but it's spread out and we haven't really had a cohesive IT strategy. So there are parts there, but I want everybody to know that those parts are not undertaken with an idea that we're going to save a bunch of money by changing jobs or laying off people, that kind of thing. The one place where we do think there's a financial opportunity opportunity, which won't surprise anybody who's tried to buy things at the university, but we think we can buy things a little bit better. And it's often difficult as a process, takes too long, is cumbersome, but we also send out thousands of people who all buy pencils. And so if we tend to maybe place a few more large orders for pencils, we should get a better price on pencils. So there is this cost savings component to part of the effort, but it's really around the way that we operate rather than our people. There's a lot happening on this campus, and we've been receiving ideas, and I know you've seen some of them. What excites you at this point about the process we're involved in? Yeah, thanks. I think part of what excites me, a few things. One that excites me probably most deeply is just the sense of mutual enthusiasm and love for the university, our mission, what we do. And people that go out and find ways to help teach students in one way or another, either in the front of the classroom or supporting that effort, people who advise our students, people who help them find what they want to do after UT, and people who make the research mission happen. So that sense of collective enthusiasm over how can we really change the world more effectively, more often, with more impact? That, to me, has probably been the most exciting, just to hear that echoed through many voices. And then I think as you think about this opportunity that we're faced with, I'm getting more and more excited about ways to take advantage of Austin. So we all saw the Tesla announcement recently, for example. And you know, I was fortunate to be seated next to Omid Ashfar, who's running that project for Tesla. And one of the first things he said when we, after we shook hands and I introduced ourselves was, you know, we're here because of UT. So Tesla's picking Austin, and to a large extent, I would say, because UT is here. Now, what are we going to do about that? What does our opportunity look like to take advantage of this incredible chance for our faculty and our students to engage with their people? So that's just one microcosm, and there are many of those examples. But that chance to take advantage of what I internally think of as the new Austin and the new Texas. I think that's really exciting. So we're about out of time. Let me just say real quick for listeners who are hearing this and thinking, that's all great, but you got to hear my idea because I have a great idea. How do I get that to you? And so we'll include a link in the show notes for this show, a link that takes you directly to an online form where you could submit 
that idea, please do it. We'd love for you to do that. And we'll also include a link to the strategic direction that Jay referred to earlier. You can read about UT's aspiration to be the world's highest impact public research university. And you can unpack each of those pillars he mentioned. What do we mean when we talk about amazing people, excellent place, and all these transformative pursuits? And with that, let me just say thanks to all of you listeners for giving us your time. I hope we were keeping you company as you maybe walked the dog or drove to work or got some yard work done. And Jay, especially thanks to you for spending time with us. My pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. And uh, I want to say thanks to all three of you. You all have day jobs. Um, in some cases, it's saving us from the pandemic. In other cases, it's cybersecurity or understanding the role of culture and Mexican-Americans in Texas. So all three of you are experts, and I'm really grateful for thank what you, you do. Thank you, Well, thank you. So we'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, just remember, what starts here really does change the world. Hook'em. Hook'em.